This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. That's right. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday. And that means we make mostly terrible predictions sure to go wrong and hold each other accountable by keeping track of the batting averages throughout the year, which are mostly miserable. Bunch of, uh, bunch of Luis Rivas's over here. Bunch of Alexi Casillas. Although, although Judd, Judd, we're going to get to yours. Judd had a, a decent little week here. Uh, so this segment is called Write That Down. We make three predictions each every single week. And uh, we mostly... Uh, we mostly whiff on those mostly predictions. Mostly yes. Yeah. Hold We're on a second. Wrong often. I'm curious to hear how I did now. We'll, we'll get to your accountability uh-huh. session. Real quick, uh, in case you missed it in the last hour, we've been doing the How Well Do You Know the State Fair Challenge with all of our live onstage guests. Yes. Ryan Saunders, and we, we taped this earlier this morning, Ryan Saunders is the new leader in the clubhouse. He got three out of five correct. Solid. And the ones he got correct, so he whiffed on the first one, the uh, how long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served. He got that one wrong. Uh, he got the, actually, he got that one right. Then he got the batch of cookie dough one wrong. He got the toilet paper one right. So everybody who has participated has gotten right. the toilet paper. How many rolls of toilet paper does the state fair go through every year? And then he nailed, instantly nailed the miles of footlong hot dogs nice. sold at the state fair every year. So he is the leader he didn't in the clubhouse. Get the, and nobody has yet. How much manure is hauled out of the livestock? Correct. Okay. Yeah, he whipped up. Well, it's that. an unbelievable number. It really is. So hold on a second. It's an insane number. I got to ask a question then. So he takes the lead. The first person to take that quiz was his boss, Gerson Rosas. Yeah, that's that's true. So he's got to show up for work and be like, hey, I beat you, Gerson, too bad. I think because uh, then if I'm Gerson, think, I'm like. I think Ryan Saunders now outranks him. Yeah, I think Gerson's gone. Yep. I think that was, that's what the stakes were. I think that. Pretty sure on that. You know what I think? I think the Bucks are about to have a schism. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Funny guy. Come on, Rami. That was good. It was, actually. Thank you very much. So, all right. Let's go through some of these. Uh, if you're a listener out there and you want to send your write-that-down prediction in, you can tweet them at us, at Score North, S-K-O-R North, at Phil Mackey, and we'll try our best to, to make sure we see them. Like, so, someone just tweeted when, literally during the commercial break here a couple minutes ago, um, says, write this down. This is Terry on Twitter. says, write this down. Before the 53-man roster is set for the Atlanta game, the Vikings will pick up at least two players via waiver claim or trade. Among them will be a defensive back and a wide receiver. So you can do parlays like that. We'll keep track of them, and uh, and we'll add them to the list. So a couple of listener predictions from this week. Uh, Nano says earlier this week, Andrew Luck will play in the XFL in 2020 for the Houston Roughnecks. Okay. I, That's very specific. I love that name. I had that. As I write that down on Saturday immediately, not not the You didn't pick the team, next. though, did you? No, but I, I was going to do it. 
And then I said, I can't do this. He said, not going to happen. I love the idea, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, a couple that came off the board here for listeners. At Free Alonzo on Twitter said, MNUSC will lose in the final of the U.S. Open Cup. And he was correct. Yeah. That did happen. Unfortunately. Uh, Barry Anderson, our friend Barry Anderson, said Tiger Woods would win at least two PGA tournaments this calendar year to tie Sam Snead. He only won one. It was the Masters, though, so it's still a great he's year for surgery, our guy, Tiger. Knee surgery, yeah, right? He's fine. He's, he's not doing a minor, well, right? minor procedure. All right? I mean, he's breaking down stuff. Minor. Those knee, those knee surgeries are in and out in one day now. It's, it's fine. Really? Everything's fine. That wasn't my experience. Yeah. <laughs> Either time. <laughs> it's weird. See, everything's fine. Okay. And I've had that same exact procedure yeah, done. Okay. So yeah, he's fine. How long did that take you to recover from, Rami? Uh, th- this one, the torn yeah. meniscus, yeah. that was about six to eight weeks okay. before, yeah. okay. and that was just before I was like back on my feet, not back to one hundred percent and my athletic okay. self. Okay, yeah, all right, it's fine, it's fine. Didn't quite have my explosiveness yet, Judd. After the six to eight weeks, but you know, uh, Judd, you predicted the Twins will sweep the Tigers last weekend. That was wrong. You said Stefan Diggs will catch the first preseason touchdown pass for for him against Arizona. That did not happen. Uh, you said Hextall would be the Wilds' next general manager. I thought you said I had a decent little week. You said Dan Bailey will miss at least two field goal attempts in the preseason. I think he made all of his field goal attempts. In the I preseason. think he did too, yeah. yeah. However, you did say the Lynx would make the playoffs. That was correct. Okay. That was before the season. Yep. You said Jonathan Scope would hit 20 or more home runs with the Twins. That was correct. Yeah. There we go. Yep. There you go. You uh, said Byron Buxton won't play again until September. Wow. Well, I think at this point. Sunday. He's not coming yeah, up we can give you that today one. or tomorrow. So we'll give you that one. That one's correct. Uh, I predicted incorrectly that the Twins would win every game against the Tigers over this two-week stretch, and they lost the first one. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because Barrios was terrible. It's ridiculous. Give up a grand slam to some random dude. Get a hold of yourself. Uh, Jonathan, you said the Twins would sweep the Tigers and hit at least eight home runs over the weekend. They did not. Uh, is Manny around? Is Manny back in studio? Because Manny predicted the Twins will sweep the Tigers incorrect and would win each game by three runs. Uh, he also said Kyler Murray would throw two touchdown passes against the Vikings. That did not happen. Uh, Rami, you said the Twins would sweep the Tigers and outscore them by 12 runs or more. Yeah. Whoops. However. Break uh-huh. this buzzer. However, Rami did say the <laughs> Twins. hit it so hard. <laughs> You did say the Twins will hit at least nine home runs in that series against the Tigers. They did hit exactly nine home runs. Hit that bell. Yes, sir. And you said earlier in the year, before the season started, Miguel Sano will hit at least 25 home runs for the Twins. He's at 26 or 27. So there you have it. So as of right now, the season batting averages are listeners have the batting title in their hands right now. With a 333 prediction wow. average. That's good. Judd, That's you're solid. batting 297. Rami's at 259. Okay. I, Phil Mackey, am at 241. Guest predictors like Declan and Matthew Collar, et cetera, are at 227. Uh, Jonathan, you're at 226, and Manny is at 169 we have like on the season. Nice. Four months left, almost exactly four months left in, in the race, right? A lot Rami's of things come can back happen. From, yeah. Well, what was, was your low watermark? Two, like in the low t- two teens. Okay. Like it was That's like good. 212, 211. A lot of things can happen. Yes, sir. And write that down. Let's start with Judd here. We'll go Judd, Jonathan, Rami, me. And if, if Manny, if you are back there, just shout it out. I don't think Manny's back there, though. That's okay. We'll start with Judd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. I am going to put my goal for football prediction on the record right now. Despite what we saw last night, 
and they did win, but it was not pretty. The Gopher football team will go nine and three this season. Wow! I'm going on wow. the record with that. Nine and three. I think they get things turned around enough. Obviously, they should go. They should go three and zero in that conference. Fresno State scares me a little more now, but nine and three. Okay. Some Gopher optimism. Write that down. That's all good. Jonathan Harrison. The Vikings will cut Corey Vedvik. So they'll just light a fifth-round yep. draft pick on fire, Oh, right? that's my third write-that-down. It's going to disagree with you, John. <laughs> so that dude missed from what? I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Yeah, and then I guess, he missed from like 37. And then I guess night. he got a punt return for a touchdown, and Kyler said it was hilarious when he tried to tackle the guy and just fell to the ground. <laughs> They're like, can Kari Lloyd, what have happened? She has to tackle, and I guess he just like collapsed. Is he like, did they not scout him? Like, how do you bring a dude in? And he, no, but it looks like he's never... The thing, is, goals the thing is, they weren't the only ones who were interested in this guy. He was a hot commodity. Your That's team why won. they got a fifth for him. Yeah, the, the Bears, Bears were interested. There were at least four or five teams that inquired Bear about that. Chicago Bears. I think I mean, we learned something from this. If, if you, the Bears and the Vikings are interested in a kicker, run as fast as the other way. way. I yeah. guess. I mean, if you if you get if you get that nervous in the fourth preseason game against the Buffalo Bills, I don't know. I don't want to know what's going to happen on Monday Night Football against the Packers or something. <laughs> so just be gone. All right, Rami, you're up next. The Minnesota Twins will break the single-season home run record by Sunday, if not earlier. Oh, wow. So Sunday at the latest, they'll get the seven home runs that they need to break the record. Okay. Write this down. Write this down. I feel like you guys are, I'm going to have to one-up some of these, because I had had them breaking the home run record by Labor Day, but since you said Sunday. I'm changing, I'm. I've got one right now that I have to change. I'll say, I'm going to give some wiggle room. I, I write this down. The Twins will break the Major League home run record by the end of Labor Day, but I'll give you the specific player. I'm going to go on the record and give you the player. Whoa. All right. <sighs> give me a second. It'll be, uh, it'll be Eddie Rosario, Mr. Bombas himself. All right. The guy who started the Bomba revolution back in May you or say late you April. Bomba revolution. All right, good. Like, no. Oh, the Beatles for you. <laughs> no. Come on, people here love the Beatles. Who sings that again? Oh, yeah, I know that. Why don't you okay. just let them? I know the yeah. joke. Okay. I know the joke. All right. All right, back to Judd. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, I'm going to one-up all of you guys. Jonathan Scope is going to hit the home run on Sunday that breaks the Major League record to left center field. Whoa. So wait, so Scope, wow. wait, this is like wow. this is this is like a clue episode. Wow. Colonel Mustard in the kitchen right, with a Jonathan Scope on Sunday Scope in Detroit with the bat left center, left center field. field. If I'm right, I should get fifty grand from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's us, I don't care who it is, somebody should write me a check. All right, to Jonathan Harrison. Since we're all guessing when it's gonna happen. The Twins will not break the record this weekend against the Tigers, but they will do it against the Red Sox, and it will go over the Green Monster. Okay, so you're saying that they're not they're going to have a little bomba a bomba drought yeah. this weekend. So you're saying parlay break the record against the Red Sox and over Green Monster. Yes. Okay, back to Rami Makloff. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Kyle Sloter will not be on the roster by kickoff week one. He might make the the fifty three, but after some maneuvering of the roster Very and adding players, he will not be on the team by kickoff week one. That's got to be terrible when you when when the rosters are set, quote unquote. You make the fifty three here, like tomorrow, the roster comes out, and you think you've made it, and then like a guy off waivers gets claimed, and then you're and then you're, you're jobless. Yeah. Here's my question. So I I keep seeing tweets from people saying, you know. On Saturday, 1,000 and something football players will lose their dreams and blah, blah, blah. How 
many of those guys do you really think think to, to themselves, I got a legit shot to make a 53? I mean, don't a lot of them just be like, yeah, of course I got cut. <laughs> but it's a, but they make it sound yeah, like, like self awareness among. But they they make it sound like these thousand guys all had this dream that they thought was going to come true. There's gotta be yeah. Like if you're the third string fullback yes, guy, that's my point. Is you know yeah, you're oh mom and dad. Guess what? I got cut. Well, son, it's because you were stunk. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, mom and dad. Now I'll go get a real job. <laughs> like I'm sure there's 50 guys legitimately shocked, sure. right? Yeah. But the rest of them are like, of course I got cut. Did you guys read Emmanuel Acho's piece for ESPN about the lengths guys will go to to not get cut? I saw the headline. It was hilarious. Like faking injuries and yes, stuff? They or, fake or, or, in- or actual like, giving themselves injuries? They'll fake injuries. They'll cause injuries. They will just not answer their phone. Gary Ellerson, who is my co-host uh, in Milwaukee who played for the Packers in the 80s, he lived in a house during training camp with like three or four other players, and they didn't even have a phone in the house so that the team couldn't call to cut them. Okay, that's, so, a great, that's a great story. So on cut day, Gary is sitting out on the porch along with his teammates, just having some drinks, enjoying the day, whatever. Bob McGinn, who at the time was working for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, walks up to the house because he can't call Gary or anybody else and asks him how he feels about getting cut by the Green Bay Packers. That's how he found out because they didn't have a phone in the house. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. All right, write this down. Write this down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on my Andrew Luck promen- uh, premonition from earlier in the week. Andrew Luck or Tom Brady will play for the Vikings at some point. <laughs> what? You're sick. This is almost You're sick. Yes. What's this wrong is, with you? Andrew Luck or Tom Brady this is almost will play for the Vikings Towns at some point. It's going to be the man. No, it's not. That, that, this is very specific. I'm, this is, I'm telling you. Andrew Luck will come back to the NFL, but how do we know? and he'll play okay. for the Vikings at some point. Tom Brady will retire at some point, right? So yeah. that, I think at that point we can say you're wrong about that because he'll probably be 50 years old and not able to play football anymore. Andrew Luck, how do we know when you're wrong? Like, how do we know when he's past a point yeah, a of point. no return and can okay. never come back and play football? Within the next 10 years, Andrew okay. Luck, or because t- I got I mean, Tom Brady's not going to be playing football in 10 years. No. Within Andrew the next Luck, 10 years. Andrew Luck. In the radio be. business, he's saying the within next the next 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll even say within the next five years. Okay. Just, five just, is, okay. I think five is a fair next five years. parameter to put on it. Okay. One more round here. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Vikings in the final cuts tomorrow are going to keep Bailey, Weil, and Vedvik. They will keep all three kickers Ooh. on the 53 man. That's ridiculous. When they make the final cuts. That does not okay. mean. To Rami's nuanced point, and he's right, that does not mean by Monday they'll all be here, but they will all make that final 53 when they do the cuts tomorrow. Okay. Jonathan Harrison? Uh, the Twins will sweep the Tigers over the four-game series. Okay. We're going back to the sweep well. Yeah. Rami? I'm not going to go back to the sweep well. I, I need to work on this batting <laughs> average and get in the race for the uh, You're batting in the race. title. They're, they're going to take at least three of four against the Tigers <laughs> this weekend. Okay. I Write this down. Wraparounds. When, when they go through Monday, I'm fine with I them. I can never get used to that. Especially if it's the Tigers, and the Twins get to play the Tigers for four days. Um, all right, write this down. So, Judd, you said 9-3 and three for the Gophers, and I agree with you in the regular season. So I'm going to say the Gophers, despite that ugly performance last night, it was a win. The Gophers will win a total of 10 games this season. Or more. I'll even give you that leeway. All right. Or more. The Gophers will win a total of 10 games or more this season. That is Write That Down, our weekly Friday 5 o'clock segment where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. Mac 
Mickey and Judd with Rami back from the State Fair. I've lost all my partners here. This is very disconcerting. No, oh, there's Rami. Right here. Rami's back. I was going to say, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami yeah. without Mackie yeah. or Rami. Yeah, it well, it it's started, just Judd. It started with just Judd, which is a really, really good, compelling show. <laughs> just a fu- funny guy that brings a lot. He's with, a funny with guy. Like, he's like, funny like a clown. Funny, funny like, like a, a clown. Do I amuse you? Am I funny like a clown? <laughs> so you were asking the question going uh, to the break, Phil, and I think it's a, a very good one because um, after a lengthy wait last night to hear from P.J. Fleck, we were told that no win is a bad win. I believe Fleck's exact words were it can be, it was, it can be a tough win, but it's not a bad win. Um, and you know what? I'm willing to go down that path because you won the game. Yeah. So, but as I said in, in my Morning Judd video from my car this morning, which you can find at the Score North Twitter account right now. Shameless. There is, I think, you can call it a good win. But you can also say it's eye-opening and cause for potential concerns of what have to be cleaned up. How about that? Because I'll give you a couple jumping-off points here. I went into that game thinking that the offense would be in pretty good shape, especially the line. The line concerns me now. The line concerns me, and uh, the defense, I still have to see, was the late-season turnaround after the coordinator change was made, was it completely real or a blip? And after last night, I don't know for sure yet. So how about that? I'm not saying it's a terrible win. I'm saying it opened my eyes to some things I probably should have considered yeah. a little bit more. So I don't mean to come off as a, as a complete, complete gopher homer. I am a gopher homer. I will admit that. It is uh, the place that I went to and graduated college from, and I spent many Saturday afternoons as a student wearing Fire Mason T-shirts and being entirely too emotionally invested. So I, I come from a place... Of emotional go for investment, okay? I just want to throw that disclaimer out before I speak. There's some self-awareness here, Judd. Fire Mason t-shirts. Before he gives his totally homerist. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But but they're going to win the Rose Bowl. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I almost always throw the first football game out. The first college football game, unlike in the NFL week one, you ramp up with four preseason games, and your starters have played in three of those preseason games. And you usually get some sort of a live scrimmage against another NFL team in there, too, in addition to your preseason games. Now, the Vikings didn't do that, and they haven't for a few years. But you're asking a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-old kids to come out having not played a game in, like, eight months and be clicking on all cylinders. And I get that it's an FCS team. Um, it's a really good FCS team. The Gophers are only favored by a couple touchdowns. It wasn't like they were favored by 30 points in that game last night. It was supposed to be somewhat of a close game, according to Vegas. I just have a hard time, whether it's the Gophers or whether it's USC, putting a ton of stock into a bad performance in Week 1 because it's so easy to be clunky in your first game. You haven't played it. It's not like you played three preseason games. Do you games. think it's possible that they were looking past South Dakota State and looking ahead to Fresno? I, it's hard to look past your first game. Because football is so, it's such an emotional sport. It's so intense. These guys have probably been amped up and, and waiting to do this for real and pop some pads for a while. So it's hard for me to say that they looked past South Dakota State, but you have a, you have a tougher test in week two. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were some guys in that locker room who thought easy win week one. I have my eyes on week two in Fresno State. I'm going to guess no, just because you haven't, if you, haven't, you haven't played in so long. Right. I think you know, the overlooking aspect, or I guess overlooking is probably, like, that's, I would phrase it more as letting your guard down, because there's no such thing as you're going through practice on a day-by-day basis, and you're studying whether you're in the NFL or college football, you're studying for a specific opponent. Now, could a team, after starting 5-0, and 
you get a big upset win at home against Nebraska or something, and then you play like Maryland the next week or Rutgers, could you let your guard down? Yeah, I think that's what happens all the time. But, you know, there was just some things in that game last night that just puzzled me. You've got two NFL receivers on your team. Yeah. And you saw what happened when you put Bateman down the sideline, down the left side, and you just throw a ball up, and that dude reaches out with one hand, pulls it in. There's a reason why SEC schools were trying to pull that guy away from his commitment to the Gophers. I mean, that's an NFL receiver that would have played and started in the SEC. Was he not throw the ball one time in the second half? He didn't catch a pass. There was a, a for sure, a quarter or more period where he was not targeted. And Tyler Johnson w- was also, from the start of that, from the outset of that game, I think that they, they were focusing on Tyler Johnson, which gave Bateman the chance to be great in, in the first half. But where I, where I will express the concern, though, is I think the passing game and the run game, to a certain degree, was impacted by the fact that this line might not be as good as I thought, and that's, that could be a, a problem. There are things that can be cleaned up, but if your offensive line just has problems, then you just have problems unless you can shuffle people around and fix that. Uh, I think I think we all made an assumption about the line that might not be true, and that has to be somehow, and I don't know if that, that means a change at left tackle or a change interior-wise, but those are the type of things that I look at from last night and say, okay, I was probably a little over my skis in predicting that the line would be fine, so that's going to have to be at least tinkered with. I don't really, not even just the first week, Mackey, I don't put a lot of stock in in any college football game. And let me explain what I mean by that. A win, to me, a win is a win, and a loss is a loss. And this is the thing that, that I really don't like about college football because of the way that the system is set up, that you have to measure how good a win was or how bad a loss was when it comes to the standings at the end of the year and who's going to get into what into what bowl and we put so much emphasis on every single game where in the nfl the standings will bear themselves out at the end of the season certain number of teams will make the playoffs and you will play for a championship it's so amped up in terms of the importance of every game in college football that i think we it skews the way that we measure football teams every every even the top-notch programs. Clemson is going to struggle with somebody at some point this season that they shouldn't struggle with because week to week, Saturday to Saturday, you're not always going to have your A game. I don't think we saw Minnesota's A game yesterday, and I wouldn't let what I saw yesterday affect any prediction that I have. If you thought they were an 8- or 9-win football team before yesterday's game, I don't see how you come off of that because of one football game or anything that you saw out there. Here's my stance. Clean it up. Tighten it up. Okay. Tighten it there you go. up. Yeah. That's what I need. But but uh, to Phil's point, these two receivers are going to be so much fun to watch. And, and, yes, I'm with you, Phil. Tanner Morgan might be far from perfect, but let the kid just throw the ball up. Like these two, between Thielen, Diggs, and those two, we are in for a fall that could yeah. be receiver-wise absolutely so much fun to watch. I'm trying to figure out, you know, so Tanner Morgan makes me nervous. Pretty much every Gophers quarterback I was gonna say, in my life makes me nervous. That didn't make you nervous. Yeah. Actually, Assad abdul Khalik didn't really make me nervous because they had three NFL Did running Kubito? backs in their backfield. Oh, my God, yes. Kubito is one of the greatest, like, he's just a super nice guy. Oh, yeah, I know he's a good that guy. That dude made me so nervous as a Gophers fan. 
I mean, that's not like we should do a rank them sometime. Your <laughs> go for quarterbacks oh, in your lifetime, ten to one on one, the one oh, that man. made you the most nervous. Uh, uh, remember Billy Cockerham from the late nineties? I remember them all. Oh, I, that, what was that name? Billy Cockerham. Okay. Oh, yeah. He would step back. That's he, he had like the skinniest oh. legs ever, and so I was always worried that he'd have a compound fracture, getting sacked or something. But he'd always drop back. And just he'd he'd arch his shoulders at a forty five degree angle to the just sky and would just throw a ball like straight That's up in the air. That's a great poster, though. <laughs> this is a great poster if you're posed yeah. like that. Um, the only quarterbacks in my life watching go for football, and I, I remember watching go for football in like the early nineties. Uh-huh. Corey Sauter. Yep. And he wound up getting some run as a backup in the NFL. Yep. And Adam Weber. Adam Weber was a nice quarterback. And poor Adam Weber. Adam Weber still he was on NFL rosters for two or three years. Despite the fact that he had 14 offensive coordinators and Tim Brewster as a head coach. They fired, like, every year. This poor kid had a new OC trying to tell him what to do. Like, dude's an NFL quarterback, and he's got nine coordinators in, you know, his first three and a half years. But what does it tell you guys that they go into a game against South Dakota State at home, and they run the ball 42 times to 18 passes? I mean, I get it. You've got potential NFL caliber talent, or at least, let's say, practice squad talent in your backfield, too, and you've got this massive offensive line size-wise, and so you figure, let's just lean on them 42 times and see what happens. I sort of read that the other way and say, if you only trust your quarterback to throw 18 passes against an FCS school, what, you know, <laughs> what's your level of trust you know in your, that in your quarterback? Was it that they didn't trust him, or was it that they didn't think they needed to? Probably a little of both. They re- but you got two NFL NFL okay. dudes wi- lined up wide right, wide left. Here's so. my here here's my guess because as that game evolved, South Dakota State showed that that it could stop the run pretty well. I think as that game progressed, they got more and more scared to pass as well. N- not just exclusively because of the quarterback, but because of the pass protection, and that's what I'm saying has to be tightened up. Like, you got to pass, and these receivers have to get the ball. And plus, as uh, Scoggins and I talked about on the Conduits of Trouble podcast yesterday, supposedly the tight ends are decent, so you should pass. But if you're afraid that you can't protect a quarterback and he's a sitting duck back there, it's a problem. But I'm with you guys. It's also the first game. Right. And it's college football, and... If I, they end up with nine I'm wins, not ba- are, are I'm not gonna, bailing Are yet. we going to look back and go, ah, oh, they, had, they had a hard time with South Dakota State, though? No, nine wins is nine I'm wins. Not, I'm not going to care at that point. Uh, the other I highlight did. for me last night, I was watching the broadcast, the halftime and the postgame. So Fox Sports 1 has rolled out a pretty amazing panel of analysts for these games. They've got Urban Meyer as their big headline splash, and he's really good on TV. He was good on ESPN a few years ago. I can't. He's like, good. I know, but you I know can't. You know what you need to do? You need to watch Fox Sports 1. Nah. And follow OJ on Twitter. <laughs> Get over all these hangups that you have. But like then, there are people who think Alex Rodriguez is a good studio analyst, and there are those who think he's a good color analyst on the call for ESPN. That blows my mind. He's, that he's, any, he's entertaining. He is the worst on the game. He's like and as he's a okay color in, analyst he's okay in the in, game. He's okay in studio. I, I don't like him in the game. Even and he is he's okay in studio. I can't I can't watch Alex Rodriguez and just take him at face value and and at, at wait, wait, why, why can't you take Alex Rodriguez at face value? What what in his past has led you lied. to think that he Nothing might? At what all. has he ever done to you, Rami? <laughs> Nothing at all. Seems like a, hold on a second. <laughs> you, you work in comedy and yes. sports, yeah, and you don't like hypocrites? No, no. 
and I can't. I gotta work with you. I gotta work with you. Come on. I can't watch Urban Meyer and and just take his analysis at face value. I'm sitting there the whole time going. This is a terrible person. This is just an awful person. Do you know how much he, he would pay Bateman? Football. Do you know how much Urban Meyer would pay Bateman top dollar to get him to transfer if he was still coaching the Buckeyes? But the other three former players who were on the panel last night, all three played in the, the same famous college football game, the Bush-Push game. You had Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. You had Brady Quinn from Notre Dame, who looks like he's still 24 years old. And then you had Matt Leinart. And so all three of those dudes are basically the same age, right? Like within a couple of years, they were all playing peak college football in 2005, right. I think, right? So Reggie Bush looks great. Reggie Bush looks like he's 32 years old. Brady Quinn looks like he's 27 years old. Matt Leinart looks like he's 60. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious, yeah. Like if you look, Matt, Matt Leinart looks like he's been having a good time late into the night Hold on. for the last 10 years. I mean, he probably has yeah. been. <laughs> yeah, if you, I don't know if, you, if you're going to be able to find a picture that does that line. this take justice because you'd have to be watching. I should have taken a, a screenshot last night, but it was like fresh Brady Quinn hasn't lost a, you know, a, a speck of hairline. You got Reggie Bush, still spry, energetic, and then you got like bag, bags under his eyes. <laughs> Matt Leinart, hairline receding. <laughs> It's enjoying life. If somebody would have told you guys in 2005, all right. Fat? Did he get fat? If somebody would have told you guys in 2005, Brady Quinn, Matt Leinart, and Reggie Bush, only one of these guys is going to be even halfway viable in the NFL, and it'll be Reggie Bush, and he'll have a couple decent years as a running back, but mostly he'll just be like the 20th best running back in the NFL, and the two quarterbacks are going to be complete busts. What would you guys have said in 2005? Oh, I thought Reggie Bush was a sure thing. I thought Reggie Bush was the next big thing and in the NFL. A, and he was a good player. Yeah, I wasn't was big player. on Quinn. No, I was L- never big Leonard on Leonard, I was Quinn. wrong on. I'm never big on any Notre Dame quarterbacks. That's yeah, true. I don't Sorry, think I've Phil. ever been. I've, no, it's, I mean, it's, I love Notre Dame, but I mean, look at the. I thought Leonard would be good. I really did. Yeah. Not great, probably, but I thought he'd be I good. I thought he'd have a good career. I didn't think he'd wash out. Hmm. I do like watching good-looking guys age badly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who's never been a good-looking or fit guy. It's always nice to see them brought down to my level. Who's you, your favorite guy that, that you've seen and said, man, he looks terrible and it made my day? Pat Riley. Oh, he looks Pat awful. Ri- Pat Riley. Dude, like it a, took that dude 70 years to look bad. And then he aged like a banana. Like it happened yeah. overnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, your gal, loved, your gal loved him, right? He aged like yeah. a banana. <laughs> Do you know who I, I can't wait till he falls off the cliff? Who's that? Clooney. I don't think oh, it's yeah. going to happen with Clooney. Dude, I, I, I'd I'm really like to see Clooney fall off the cliff. I doubt it's ever going to happen. I know, but I can dream. Well, look at so Are you like dreaming about George like Clooney, Michael Douglas. Like Michael Douglas needed like stage four pancreatic cancer to start looking bad right. in his seventies. Yeah, like, some of those guys are just. I don't want that for George. Okay, okay. I'm not asking <laughs> not for. What you're looking for. I'm not asking for like pain and suffering. Fair Judge, like just to clarify. Yeah, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not asking for any pancreatic cancer. That's a bad way to go. I don't. Not saying that. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami. We are against pancreatic cancer here on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We'll wrap with Royce via the phone here from the State Fair when we come back. But Rami. Oh. Oh, do I? Yeah. About you, my pillow? How do you let you know, Rob? Should I talk about my pillow and the great offers that they yes, have you for should. you right now? That's right. I said offers with an F because they want to thank you for helping make my pillow 
so, so successful. They have seven great products that you can get great offers on right now, all using just one promo code, and that promo code is NORTH. Check these specials out. The MyPillow Body Pillow, regularly just $85.68, now just $29.99. And, of course, you can still get a two-pack of MyPillow Premium Pillows for the all-time low price of $69.98. Huge savings on seven of MyPillow's most popular products, including the original Premium MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener tab at the top right corner. Check out all the great offers. Pick out what you want and enter just one promo code. That's North, N-O-R-T-H, at checkout. Save big now on your favorite MyPillow products. Give them a call at 800-620-4439 or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Special tab and enter the promo code North and take advantage of seven great offers from MyPillow. 5.43 5.43 here at Score North as we are out at the great Minnesota get-together for one more segment today and then one more day during the State Fair run. That day is Monday on Labor Day. The Score North Twin Show at noon, Purple Daily from 2 to 4. Mackie and Judd with Rami from 4 to 6. We are out here on Monday, noon to 6, live on stage here off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Our merchandise booth, though, will be open all weekend long, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Show us your Score North mobile app there, and you'll receive a $5 T-shirt. Also, we are donating all proceeds from the All Arise T-shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. That's at our merchandise booth. Open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily at our stand here off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. That's been your Score North download. Now back to one final segment today of Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. And now in that final segment, it's time to wrap with our guy Patrick Royce. What would you think of that gopher football game last night, sir? You get a chance to watch much of it? My South Dakota State Jackrabbits played pretty damn well. Uh, the Gophers are lucky that uh, they didn't play them last year when they had a senior quarterback. who was going to miss quarterback at Division Two, a kid named Karen Christian. Uh, this freshman's probably one of the most successful side and he's pretty good, but when push came to shove, uh, he gave him two touchdowns. And uh, the Gophers won. I was very amazed at the uh, mediocrity of the Gophers' offensive line, which I thought that... With those running backs, which is nice to crap all of them, but they uh, did not do that. And uh, now I will say, usually teams are a lot better in game two than they were in game one. And by the way, Fresno State is not as good as they were last year. They think they were playing a 12 team, but they lost lots of weapons. So I would think the Gophers would play better than this, but uh, they were lucky. They, they um, you know, they, the other team played them off their feet in the third quarter. That was amazing. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's it's. This is me being a Gopher homer. To I'll have some self awareness here, but I the the first college football game of the year, whether it's the Gophers or anybody else, I almost feel like you have to wait until the second or third game to get a field because they haven't played any preseason games. They're a bunch of nineteen twenty year old kids. All they've done is practice. They're they're much more disorganized uh, and reliant on coaching than NFL players are so I mean it's it's a win it's a good thing for them that they didn't get beat in that game because they were losing with like a quarter to go but I don't know I, I don't I don't know if last night changes my opinion one way or the other of what they should do this season Pat yeah I thought Clemson had trouble in that first game too didn't you <laughs> okay well that's that's a <laughs> dynasty but sure <laughs> maybe they could say boy will be a lot better in the second game and lose by 80 so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You can make excuses for them, but uh, South Dakota State was uh, pretty sharp. Uh, I thought uh, for a team that had the same preparation, 
Uh, but, uh, you know, who knows? They they should be better, and the schedule is still favorable, and uh, we'll see. Uh, they, Pat, they will. Uh, it's interesting that Tyler Johnson, uh, you know, how did South Dakota State manage to cover him like that? Tyler Bateman was, of course, their, their offensive star, but uh, that was amazing. He only had three catches for, what, 40 yards, 30 yards? Or yeah. Something. That's, that surprised me a lot. Uh, they they did get a good turnout. That's the one thing about playing these, you know, people. Oh, they shouldn't play North Dakota State. They shouldn't play South Dakota State because those kids are recruiting the same players. And what if you lose them? Well, if you lose them, you stink. Okay. So what difference does it make if you lose them or not? Play in North Dakota State or South Dakota State or uh, every year in your opener, and you'll get some people at the ballpark. And uh, North Dakota State's going to play. Lowly Butler on Saturday at Target Field, they're going to draw 35,000 people. So, you know, you might as well get those people to come and watch you play the Gophers at, uh, at uh, TCF Bank Stadium. I would, that would be my opener every year in North Dakota State if I was a Gophers. Pat, when does the record bomba go off? This weekend? Uh, what do we, how many they need? Seven. Seven to set a new record. For sure, it's a four-game series. I, I would think uh, uh, with that Tigers tough and uh, Edwin Jackson, you know, he's got his ERA back up there for about ten. He's pitching tonight. Uh, it it can uh, happen by uh, Saturday with this uh, the way Detroit's pitching. Did you see Gardy's basically concession speech? He'd like no. to come back, but he would understand if he doesn't. That's a guy saying, "Go ahead and fire me and give me my check." Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'd be at, too, yeah. if I was guarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not going to quit that yeah. job with two years guaranteed left, but no. you'll feel glad. Uh, the, the Tribe has won, what is it, 14 in a row against them? 14 in a row, and they're 15 and 1 for the season. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't happen too often. Do you know that back in 1965, I believe, the year the Twins uh, went to the World Series, they uh, won the first game of the year against Boston and lost the second game, but they won the rest. They uh, won, I believe, 16 and won finished 17 and won against Boston that year, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, uh, that's uh, that was before the Red Sox uh, turned it around in 1967. Yeah. So. Uh, Pat, we're having uh, it's just a little bit of a hard time hearing you because we're at the fair. So we're gonna we're gonna let you go early to uh, enjoy your weekend, and we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you sometime next week. I have one question. I got one question. Why are you dummies working Labor Day? Hey, we're in it. We're, we're in it for the grind, baby. Got to get out in front of the people, Pat. Twins are going to hit a record number of bombas, and we're going to be here Monday to. I have never celebrate. been at the fair on Labor Day, even when I had to be at the fair every year. So, uh, good luck to you. All right, thank it's you, almost Pat. over. You're gonna miss the Pat. whole thing. Bye. <laughs> See you, Pat. Yeah. Is Pat just telling us we won't wrap with Royce on Monday. He's gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna be on the show Monday, and uh, he's also gonna be on. I think some sort of a trip Tuesday and Wednesday. So. You know what? If Pat's not gonna be here Monday, because I'm a team player, guys. If you want, I'll do two Rami fried food challenges. What on Monday? Whoa! In the same show. That's good because we still have two options left. Okay. We Good. still had two options we so didn't I'll get do one, to. I'll today. do one at 440, and I'll do one at 540. Do you think he's going to like the options? Oh, no, no, no. no. All right. No, no, no. 440 and 540. You heard it. Yeah. Two fried food challenges. Okay. Because we definitely, like, we had three items going into today. Okay. That we felt really strong about. Right. 
And we also want to leave the door open for, as we walk around here. Anything else you might see. Yeah. Right. I'm super sure. excited about this. Okay. All right. Well, look, where did this come from? I, it just came to me now. If we don't have Pat. It just felt like being generous. We have another segment to fill. Yeah. So I will do the Rami State Fair Fried Food Challenge one extra mm-hmm. time. I feel like they do it twice in the same show. Unprecedented. One of the things I love about you is like your level of shame is very, very low. So low. Yeah. yeah. What's the most shameful thing you've done in front of a live audience? I uh, once uh, did the majority of my stand-up set with my pants around my ankles. Why? Because was that the, was that the comedy? Uh, you just stood you, up there silent. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> were you arrested, Charlie? There, I was not. So I have a bit about I was in the pool about what I look like with my clothes off post weight loss. Uh, and I was doing that joke, and uh, somebody said, "Take your pants off." So, and it was a guy said, "Take your pants off." So I dropped them straight down to my ankles, but. I didn't focus on the fact that my pants were down around my ankles. I just did my set. I just did my set that I had planned without ever referencing or pointing out that my pants were around my ankles. And uh, I can tell you guys this. Jokes land harder with your pants around your ankles. Wow. You don't don't have to make jokes about the pants being around the ankles. Just do your thing. It just enhances. It just enhances. Yeah. Yeah. It was was like a performance enhancer. So you're saying, like, like, Chris Rock is a brilliant comedian, but if Chris Rock had done... Some sort of a Netflix special with pants his pants around, around his, his ankles. ankles, or like, or like uh, Larry hit, the Cable Guy. It's gonna hit much harder. Jim Gaffigan. Yep. Funny. Funnier with pants, pants off. Okay. Yep. You know what sure. it is? Pants on the ground. Pants, pants on, on the ground. ground. Pants on the ground. <laughs> is that Rami's comedy special name? Funnier with my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> so was it boxers or briefs? <laughs> uh, boxer briefs. That's, that's the that's the right yeah, that's, that's the right play. That's what I get. That's my daily go to boxer briefs. Okay. Yeah. It's a good middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's really boxers. I like boxers. It's too free. Well yep. actually I love boxers. We should we should do a little in the last couple minutes here, we should do a little on air production meeting because we've got football season coming up. Yes. And uh, we're still formulating our plans for if we're gonna do some sort of a weekly pick segment and you've got some ideas that yep. we can maybe bring over from when you were in Milwaukee, the one thing that I would love to bring back to the Judd and I version of the show here, every single year with our old producer, Dave Harrigan, the winner of the NFL picks against the spread for the season would get to choose a state fair punishment for the other two oh. participants. Oh. And the last year we did this was, I think, two years ago. Yeah. And, and, and we wound up, the listeners helped us craft a list of like seven or eight punishments and then... Somehow we whittle it down so that Judd, Judd and I got to like pick our poison either this or this, I okay. think is how we did it. So we, right. we had mm-hmm. very little choice in the punishment, but you could either choose this or this. And uh, Judd wound up choosing between eating a full bucket of Sweet Martha's cookies oh during the four-hour window of oh the show, which I was going to do, in th- but then I got notes from people saying, don't. It'll be you will die, basically. Yeah. So instead, he chose to give our old intern, Charlie... Yep. A pedicure on stage for that 45 minutes while doing the show. Was, so Judd had the headset on and was giving Charlie a pedicure yeah, with, like, the no. scraper and, Charlie, and the lotion. Charlie, far more comfortable than I was. <laughs> you know what? Were you giving hot twin steaks at the time? Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I'd, show, I think I'd rather attempt the bucket of cookies than touch another... Yeah. another any other person's feet. It's, and it's not, not man just, or woman. I don't want to touch feet. And it's not just like touching their feet. You know, Rex it's Ryan. like being very involved with their feet for over a half hour. <laughs> yeah, feet aren't that gross. It's fine. I'd rather do that than, loved than it. get violently ill. 
<laughs> I have got- and didn't you have, have water poured on you? Yeah, I thought, all right, my, like one of my choices. It was the wrong day is the problem. Yeah, so I, the, 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 the challenge was you have to be soaking wet for an entire four-hour show. So every segment of a giant bucket of water or multiple buckets of water would be dumped on top of me. And I thought, I mean, it's, it's August. Right. Like I, it'll feel great. It'll, it'll just be it'll wet just and cool soggy off, for, yeah. uh, for a few hours. Well, our show started at 9 o'clock in the morning, and the temperatures were unseasonably cool. It was 50 degrees during the entire show. <laughs> of course it Rami, was. you yeah. have to remember two years ago, we didn't have the Internet or knew how to look at a weather forecast. <laughs> I think I probably picked the punishment like three weeks in advance, too. So <laughs> yeah, just, like, there was no did. way. There was really no and way. The last, to... I, I think the last bucket that day was poured by Stefan Diggs on stage. He yeah, came on yeah. stage. It was, yeah. And so it was like from way up top. It was good. I, I liked it. I did once get a manicure while on the air. That wasn't part of like a, a challenge or anything. I was the one <laughs> receiving the manicure. But uh, that was... <laughs> It was the first time I got a manicure, and I was, I was like, this is, not, this is really nice. Is, like, yeah. I used to make fun of dudes for doing that. Now I give myself a manicure, like, every other week. Manicure White Claws, man. Full shiny buff mm-hmm. and everything. i got to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> wow, i, I got to find something else to do It feels life. great. It feels great to get a manicure. You guys want to go clank some claws at Andy's Grill here after the show's over? Uh, how about some claw slushies? Pretty good. There are claw slushies yeah. out here, I'll guys. be drinking my beer, okay? Clank some How claws. many claw slushies is Declan deep right now? Oh, oh Declan? Declan, He's off Declan doesn't world. know Declan's name right now. <laughs> He's been out here for too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Declan, uh, he laid a, a good base with the garlic fries, and I think he's been over in Clawville for the last year. <laughs> Declan, Declan yeah. dude, he weighs 105. How long yeah. do you think he stays sober for? So are we are we in on the are we, some, some sort of a, a punishment yeah. pool yeah, of down. some kind? Let's do it. All right. All right. In. So it's cool. It's, in. The winner doesn't have to worry about it. Everybody else does. Yeah. We'll go back to that. Right. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Give us a five-star review. We'd be very thankful. See you guys on Monday, Labor Day. We'll be back.